Welcome into another exciting episode of the Fantasy Football's Finest Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, as always. We have Ian. How's it going, buddy? Doing all right, man. Yeah. Good. Uh, week seven is upon us. A lot of stuff to recap, as always. Thank you guys for tuning in, and let's get started. All right, let's go. Welcome back, guys and gals. Appreciate anyone who listens. Week seven is here. We have made it almost halfway through. Um, it's flying by. I got to tell you, I cannot believe it's almost halfway through. Um, Ian, did you catch any games this weekend, sir? I watched the uh, Dallas game. Nice. Uh yeah, I, I loved how they uh, they neutralized Micah Parsons by just not blocking him. Yeah, they were just like, okay, you can beat us, but your whole other team is not. <laughs> so yeah, um, they just yeah. did like RPOs by him like all night long, and it was working. He was getting so bad. What do you think of Cooper Rush so far? Have you seen him <clears throat> other than that game? I, I yeah, I think he's been decent so far. Um, you know, I think Dak is probably gonna be back this week against Detroit. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he played pretty well. Yeah, he did okay. Second, he was second half uh, player in first half. He looked horrible, but that's the Eagles' defense for you. So, right. um, but yeah, we're obviously gonna give you our starts and sits this week, guys. Just a um, kind of regular rundown, but we have some cool stuff to go over. Uh, we have more waivers for you. Want to talk about our matchups? Uh, Ian, did you win your week this week in fantasy? Of course. Yes, of course I did. You know, I don't even I, have to ask anymore because every time I look at the scoreboard, you're putting up like a buck thirty to a buck fifty. So yeah, uh, first place is still uh, still mine right now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I beat uh, I beat Dylan this week. Just from points, yeah. Dylan's roster tanked this week. His only good player was Jamar Chase, who finally finally went off uh, for a huge game. So, but you you won it pretty much handedly, man. I don't think you had to sweat at all on that one. So. I was worried a little bit, but you know. Really? <laughs> and then uh, yeah. you, oh, you got a W this week too, man. Two and I four. I sure now. did. Two in a row. Let's go. Uh, me, me and Daniel both got two in a row. It's crazy. Um, who did Daniel beat? I forget. He beat uh, Don. So if you look at the standings in our league, we have, oh man, the bottom five teams are all two and four, and I'm only two. Uh, or one full game back of fourth place and the top four teams make the playoffs. So I'm literally, I'm not, I'm not out yet, Ian. You can't count me out yet. So <laughs> keep the positive attitude, man. man <laughs> I saw them was like, there's still hope. Oh my gosh. So, um, but yeah, we had, we had some, some big games from, uh, players that when I ranted last week, um, they finally gave me what I needed. I had 22 from Leonard Fournette. 17 from Joe Mixon, needed that. Gabriel Davis, seven, uh, 16 and a half. Cooper Cup gave me his normal 16 or more. So um, the players that you needed this week, from what I could tell around the league, performed. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, all them. I don't think there was one huge name that disappointed unless you were someone like, uh, gosh, I don't know, like Herbert didn't really have his big game like he would. I thought he was going to. 
Um, he only had eight points. Like, you know, there's other ones. Um, so anyone except for Travis Kelsey on the Chiefs. So, but it was it was a cool weekend. I was working Sunday and we had the game on, and I watched the Chiefs and Bills game. That was mm-hmm. very fun. That was my matchup of the weekend. I was excited to watch that. So, yeah, uh, Bills too. won. Yep, very good game. So, um, but yeah, so I think we should get into our news. Um, we have obviously more than injuries, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into it. We're gonna try a new drop for you guys this week, so let's uh, turn the volume up so I don't play it silently. <laughs> All right, let's try it out. Fantasy football news that matters. All right, so fantasy football news that matters. So, uh, yes, yeah, what it's about. So, we I want to start by giving a little story here. On Sunday morning, so I, I've mentioned before, I have a league at work that I run. It's a pay league, just like my main one, so it matters to people. And Greg that I work with, we looked at his lineup because he was playing uh, an opponent of mine that's four and one at the time. And I'm like, man, you should, you know, like we should look at your roster, see like if you got the right lineup out there. Well, he had Tyler Algier from Atlanta. And then he had Damian Harris in his starting lineup. Well, Damian Harris is out. So he had no one else on his roster because he has Cordero Patterson, who's injured, and no other viable running back. So I'm like, okay, well, why don't we see who's on waivers? On a hunch, and what from, from what I've heard, Deion Jackson was there from the Colts. And I'm like, yo, you you know, honestly, like we could you could pick anybody, but I would pick this guy. Greg was fine with it. He said he would have never even picked him anyway. And what did Deion Jackson do this week? He scored 28 fantasy points and Greg won his matchup against a four and one team. So I will take a little credit for that, but thank you, Deion Jackson for not making me look like an idiot. So, um, but yeah, if you had Deion Jackson this week, you were very pleased. He was a good fill in for Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. I don't know how much he'll be involved going forward, but he did the job, man. He got, he got the Colts uh, on the win column this week against Jacksonville, I want to say. So it was a good yeah, game. Yeah, he, he might be a one-week wonder, but he looked good. Uh, you know, might earn some playing time going forward. We'll see. For sure. I mean, yeah, that's what you can hope for. So uh, Hollywood Brown, he he got injured uh, during the game this weekend, and they thought that he was like torn ACL or something, that he was out for the rest of the year. While he avoided season-ending injury from what we can hear or read, um he will probably be out a while at least six weeks or so so the cardinals traded for robbie anderson from the panthers this week to help that also i don't know if you saw robbie anderson got sent to the locker room on the uh he was like talking smack or something on the sideline like he was frustrated the coach was like yeah you can just go to the locker room basically and then he was traded like either the same day or a day later um so did you see that at all ian or yeah, I did. And then uh, since we're talking about the Cardinals, um, Jadier Hopkins, I believe, has been moved to the active roster too. Suspension yes. over. Yes. Yep. He is eligible so, to return this week. So who knows what that uh, what they're going to look like uh, on the Sunday? Yeah, man. The Cardinals once they get Hollywood Brown back, they are going to be nice for sure. They need him. But I was going to say Holly uh, or not Hollywood, but uh, Robbie Anderson. I I think he got traded for like a bag of chips, and not like any chips. I'm talking like the baked Lay's chips that suck. So, because it didn't seem like he, they gave up anything for him, but he definitely has a way better option at quarterback. So, I would monitor his target usage going forward because he can he can be a reliable flex option here and there 
with a good quarterback, which he's really never had. So just keep an eye on that. So um, other news, Lions, they tied against the bye week this week. So unfortunately they didn't win, but they didn't lose. No, I'm just kidding. They had their bye week, but I wanted to throw it in there because I see all the memes. The Lions lost against the bye. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're back at it against uh, Dallas this week, so we'll see how we go. Um, Broncos. Ian, what's going on with the Broncos, man? They look they look horrible. Their, their offense is, like, unplayable. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone has an opinion on the Broncos right now because they've played pretty much every game in prime time, so every everyone's seen all their games. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I guess Russell Wilson might be hurt. He might have a hamstring thing going on. I think he had a torn pectoral. Like, he, something's going on with him. The first couple of games, they couldn't get the, uh, the plays called in on time. Um, they benched Melvin Gordon for – practice squad player formerly latavius murray this week who actually looked pretty good um uh, yeah man i don't know what's going on there um Cortland sutton only got three targets this week your number one wide receiver yeah um, judy was uh you could see like they had a sideline shot of jerry judy he was visibly complaining to melvin gordon on the sideline like you can tell that that offense is frustrated because their defense hasn't allowed more than 19 points the 19 points they just gave up in overtime to the chargers is the most they've given up all season and they're two and four it's horrible like i wish that we had i wish if detroit had denver's defense we'd be undefeated basically like it's insane man so but could you could actually say that playing a bronco broncos offensive player on a week-to-week basis is dangerous oh but it's, you know Good one. you know what i'm saying so uh yeah, yeah. so but there you go <laughs> i I'm personally not even a broncos fan but i i'm kind of getting to that point where I, I you know nathaniel hackett isn't uh you know i don't know if it's all on him if it's a you know person i don't know what's going on man but uh denver's got to get things figured out they got a lot of talented players on that team who are just you know they're not getting it done right now so honestly i watched a couple of videos um and from what i can tell a lot of the NFL experts believe that Nathaniel Hackett was with Green Bay and he was the quarterback coach for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers loved him. Well, Nathaniel Hackett got hired by Denver who needed a quarterback and they thought that they could coax Aaron Rodgers to come to Denver. Well, when that didn't happen and he re-signed with Green Bay, then they were like, okay, we'll just, you know, throw the bag at Russell Wilson, who was the next best option. And I guarantee you they're shooting themselves in the foot. And by that, I mean Denver's uh, like ownership because they got a quarterback who is severely overpaid. I said before the season started, I thought he'd be top five again in QB like fantasy points. I was dead wrong. And then he, Nathaniel Hackett looks like he doesn't know what he's doing at all. He just is – he looks lost. So they have a long road ahead of them. Um, and I feel like every time you see Russell Wilson in primetime – I just I look for anything else to do because it's not worth my time. So, but yeah, just please anybody don't play Broncos players going forward if you can manage to not. It's it's bad. Um, you know that Melvin Gordon was one of my starts last week. That was an absolute travesty. So, <laughs> so I'm definitely not doing any Broncos going forward. So, but moving on, Dalton Schultz continues to be injured. Ian, wouldn't you know that? Out of the last six, or I'm sorry, so we've played six games in this season so far. Guess how many points total out of all six weeks combined that I've had out of my tight end spot this year? I'm going to guess 10. 
17 okay sure. out of six weeks that's just that's not even like three points a week that's horrible so in the last three weeks in a row i've had zero points out of my tight end spot somehow won two of them so i'm grateful for that but i got you this week oh dude <laughs> so dalton schultz was supposed to maybe play right he was practicing whatever i'm like okay let me hold out see what he does yes you know sunday night happens it's like nope he's not playing so i look on the waiver wire and i get this eric saubert kid from denver hmm. he had seven targets yeah he had seven targets in week five he had five catches for seven targets uh or out of seven targets for 36 yards so eight and a half points in week five at uh at home against indianapolis and in the news he had been said to lead the snap percentage out of the tight ends that were available. So I'm like, okay, let me just grab him, right? This kid who was on IR or hurt, uh, I don't know his name, but the other tight end that Denver had scored a touchdown and basically played every snap last night. So I got zero out of him. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty mad. But as long as he didn't get negative points, I was set because I won by like six points against um, – six or eight against Chris. So I was fine. It was whatever. But I'm just – Dude, tight ends, they're the most frustrating thing because if you don't have a top-tier tight end, it is almost impossible to get steady production out of that that slot. So, um, But, yeah, so Dalton Schultz, he might come back. Who knows? There's no timetable. When Dak Prescott plays, he's way more productive, so I'm really hoping that he gets it together and he can get healthy. But if not, um, I'm looking elsewhere. So just don't start him until you know for sure he's back and fully healthy. Speaking of well, tight end, if he, is, oh. if he is back this week, you know who the Cowboys play this week. Yeah, Detroit, man. So uh, we, I'm praying. I'm hoping. So we'll see. Um, but speaking of tight ends, Kyle Pitts finally scored a touchdown. First time this season, I believe. Uh, it had been like an absurd amount of games since he scored a touchdown at all. But he finally got in the end zone. Good for him. Hopefully that continues um and then yeah my last thing was Dak Prescott returns this week uh most likely so I would still sit him unless you have no other option but if you have a player that's in the in the groove they've been producing like do that over Dak even though the matchup is super juicy I still wouldn't play him this week because you know if he can come back and look good against the Lions then okay he's back if he comes back and looks like garbage I'm not confident because the Lions defense is is literally garbage. So if you know, this is the right game for him to come back and hopefully he'll look okay. Well, I mean, not really because I want the Lions to win, but you know. And that's exactly what I'm gonna do this week. I know that in previous episodes I've been saying wait a week for Dak, wait a week for Dak. And I still believe that. But this is the Lions. And for me personally, I have Jalen Hurts on by this week. Oh. So I'm looking at Dak versus the Lions. Risky business, sure. Yep. Or Taylor Heineke. I'm going to oh. take my chances with Jack. Well, t- Taylor Heineke's not going to play, though. Why not? Wait, you said I thought he was a commander. Or he's not. He's not, right? Who is he with? The commanders. Oh, okay. He's not. I yeah, thought it was. Wentz, a, oh, Wentz Carson Wentz is out. Yeah. I was just throwing out a, 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 a guy off the uh, with the waiver wire, right? Yeah. We're talking Jacoby Percet, Taylor Heineke's type stuff, or oh, I, I roll the man. dice with Jack. Yeah. So because Jalen Hurts is on by, I'm rolling the dice. Going against True. my own advice. Might as well. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then last bit of news. It's not NFL related, but Ian, 
the NBA is back tonight, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> right. I'm so excited. So now I got two of my favorite sports. So, but anyway, that's going to do it for our news and recap, guys. All right. Ian, it's that time of the week again, sir. Uh, let me get you your cue, but it's time for your targets, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All right. So this week's targets, uh, we just want to shout out some of the players that uh, performed better than expected. Uh, Darnell Mooney, Chicago Bears. Their offense has moved into the 1970s. <laughs> and, uh, 12 targets this past week. Watch out. Uh, Brandon IU came up big this week for the 49ers. Hit 11. Yeah. Oh, my God. He had a huge game. <clears throat> yeah. Robert Tanyan, he's a hit or miss guy usually. Well, this week he was a hit. 12 targets this week. Uh, Paris Campbell, the, the Colts were slinging it this week. I think I think Matt Ryan had like 50-some pass attempts or something crazy. Uh, so uh, Paris Campbell, though, 11 targets. Chase Claypool showed up. Uh, seven for seven and a touchdown. Haven't heard his name too much this year. Uh, Rondale Moore for the Cardinals. Um, as I think I called out last episode, was very involved in the offense this past week. Ten targets. Who knows what will happen going forward, but this past week he was good. And then Josh Palmer. Didn't see, really see this one coming. It was a down week for Mike Williams, uh, but a good week for Mr. Palmer for the Chargers. Twelve targets. Uh, as far as running backs go, uh, as Brandon mentioned, Deion Jackson for the Colts. Uh had did everything for them, man. He had 12 carries, 10 of the 10 catches, uh, 28 uh, PPR points for the week. Um, looked really good, but uh, I think it's something to pay attention to. Who's going to be the running back going forward? Is Jonathan Taylor back? Is Naeem Hines back? Like what's going on with the Colts' backfield? Um, Kenyon Drake for the Ravens. All of a sudden, uh, 10 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. Um, as far as I know, Dobbins wasn't hurt. Yeah, just, I thought I, I was really – I don't know what happened because I, I lost my matchup in my Yahoo League that I'm undefeated in be, mainly because J.K. Dobbins only got me one and a half points. And I didn't see that he got hurt, um, but when I'm I'm looking at his player profile, but he just it just said he was uh, absent for most of it. Um, Harbaugh said his – oh, okay. So Harbaugh said that Dobbins' knee tightened up. So okay. I guess whatever that means. So monitor that. But yeah, I was shocked. Well, he's one of those players that's always questionable. Anyways, it seems like he's always got a Q next to his name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kenyon Drake. I didn't, didn't see that one coming. Um, there was some speculation in Seattle that it might be a, a little bit of a split backfield with DJ Dallas. Well, it's only one game, but it was all K- Kenneth Walker the third for the Seahawks this past week. Um, and then, as I previously mentioned, uh, they. Uh, Melvin Gordon was benched this week. Latavius Murray, uh, 15 carries to Gordon's three for that game. So that was kind of surprising, something to monitor going forward. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Elijah Moore, no catches, no targets last week. Uh, only had one catch the week before. So uh, it might be time to start moving, looking elsewhere from him. Uh, speaking of the Jets, Tyler Conklin, only two targets this, this past week. Uh, he had one the week before. Uh, and then uh, MVS, Marquez Veldez-Scantling, only three targets, no catches this past week. And as I previously mentioned, uh, Cortland Sutton, only three targets this week too. So um, it was a pretty, uh, you know, as Brandon mentioned, it was a pretty one of those weeks where the players you expected to, to perform uh, did so, but there were some things to highlight. 
That's what I got. Alrighty. Yeah, actually, some of those players you were talking about, I'm going to talk about in waivers because uh, for some foreshadowing there, but um, I wanted to get right into that, actually. So we got some. So normally we'll just kind of skim through them, but with just me and Ian here, we're going to take a little bit more time on it. Um, so I do want to talk about Chase Claypool. He hasn't been there most of the season. Like, the, you know, he's obviously there, but he hasn't done anything. However, the last over the last two weeks, he's got 16 targets, which – is a good amount he scored 10 points two weeks ago and then this week he scored 23 he's available in almost 40 percent of leagues so like most of the time he's rostered but if he's there um i would scoop him up man especially since that's his targets increased after kenny pickett uh got there so and then kenny pickett is as long as he clears concussion protocol he's starting that's per the coaching staff so i would look at chase claypool for sure um do you got anybody ian uh, yeah, as far as waiver, waivers go, uh, if you your quarterbacks on by, um, I don't mind Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Chiefs this week. Um, the Chiefs allow the most points to quarterbacks of any team in the league. Um, could be a higher scoring game. Um, you know, 49ers defense is good, but I, you know, I think they might be throwing it a little bit. So, um, Garoppolo, if you need someone to, to, to fill in, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to get you 35, but he could uh, get you 17, 18 points, no problem. So I'm going to hit you with a question because quarterback uh, is what I need in my Yahoo league. So I have also Jalen Hurts on by in that league, um, and I don't have a backup on my bench. So my options are Derek Carr against Houston, Tua Tungvaiola. He's supposed to come back against Pittsburgh. I'm not touching Russell Wilson. Trevor Lawrence is playing the Giants. Marcus Mariota is there. Jimmy Garoppolo is there. So um, I'm, I'm leaning towards – I was looking at Jimmy Garoppolo because you know it's probably going to be a high-scoring game, hopefully – um, but I'm also looking at Derek Carr because they're coming off a bye. They're probably going to be playing pretty mad, and they're playing Houston, who's not a great team. So I might take a flyer on Derek Carr. But who, do you know, like of those that I named, and if you need to, I can go over them again. Who do you think you would take a chance on? I would stay with Garoppolo. Think, think so? Yep. Okay. I'll have to look deep at that because it's not like he doesn't have a loaded roster, and he's gotten 18 points the last two weeks, so might as well. Yeah, and and, and Derek Carr could go out and get you 30. But Garoppolo is pretty solid for that middling fifteen to twenty point range. So yeah. it just depends on what you want to. Just like a basic going. consistency for him. So yeah, if I'm going up against a team who looks like they're probably going to beat my pants off, I'm going to probably go with Derek Carr there, right? Right. Take, start taking some chances. It's a boomer bust or a or a steady contributor type of debate there. So yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. My next waiver um is going to be Evan Ingram. He also had sixteen targets over the last two weeks. Uh, he is available in over 70% of leagues. So if you need a tight end, Evan Ingram, uh, we've I think we've mentioned his name before, but he's getting more and more targets the more that teams are zoning in on Christian Kirk, who is seeing less work because of the defense. So uh, Evan Ingram looks like he's making his return to the big stage after he was falling off in New York. Uh, and then uh, yeah. Got? Yeah, uh, sorry, my next waiver pick is going to be uh, Alec Pierce, who I believe is still available in like 75% of leagues. This guy has been involved with with the Colts. They're, the Colts are starting to throw the ball more. Um, he's had 12-plus uh, PPR points the last three weeks, and this week they go up against Tennessee, who is not great against wide receivers. So if you need a wide receiver filling this week, he's good for this week. But the way he's been involved in that offense, I think he might just be a good pickup going forward. 
yeah, I would agree. Um, my last waiver is going to be Jared Goff. Now, listen, I know. I know what you guys are going to say. What? Listen, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. I know. I get it. Hold up. Wait a minute. I get. I know. Just hear me out. <laughs> so, listen, before the Patriots game, the, the game they had before the bye week, he was the sixth quarterback on the year. He was averaging 22 points a game. He comes off a bye week with a more than healthy roster than he had before the bye week. That means that DeAndre Swift should be making his return. Also, I know that they say Jamison Williams doesn't have a timetable to return. However, it has been said and talked about in circles that he should maybe make his return this week. That would be great. We're going to find out. If he does, that's only even better for them. If he does not, Goff was already performing without him. So I would take a chance and grab him because they still have one of the easier schedules going on the rest of the year. And I wouldn't let one game against the Patriots who are looking like geniuses with Bailey Zappi right now deter you from saying like, oh, let me try Jared Goff. Jared Goff is not garbage. If you take, you know, five out of the or four out of the five games that they played so far, he's been great. So I would take a chance at him for sure. All right. And that's going to do it for the waivers there. Hey, just one other bit of advice regarding waivers, though, too. Um, One thing that I like to look at is, especially now that the bye weeks are getting a little serious, uh, look and see who your opponent has on bye, right? Um, So you know, say they have a running back on bye, but they don't really have anyone on their bench. We kind of have an idea what they're going to be looking at in waivers themselves. You know, you can kind of predict the future where they need help at. I, yeah, I was going to say, I would agree. I actually have a story on that. So this is probably the most devious thing I've ever done in fantasy football. Ian, sometimes fantasy football is a blood sport. And I don't mean that physically, but sometimes you got to go for the throat. If you want to win, this is exactly what happened. This is about 2014 or 15, right? So I'm I'm at my job, I'm at a call center. I have like a 16-team league. Um, super fun, right? Deep league. There's a Monday night game that involved the Steelers and my opponent, his kicker was hurt. And the only kicker available that was still going to play was on waivers that, that week. And I had like a, I think it was like an eight or 10 point lead and all my players had played and he needed his kicker. So before he had a chance to notice it, I went in, added that kicker to my roster and held on to him to prohibit my opponent from even having a chance at winning. Needless to say, I won. However, in my defense, that kicker did not get enough points anyway, but that is, is that kind of what you mean? Like, would you go that far? You know, if it was me and you, would you go that far ever? Oh, especially if it was me and you. But uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, those those are the rules, man. It's, It's all fair game. If it's allowed, then it's allowed. All fair, all all fun is uh, whatever the stupid saying is. All's fair in love and war, but in right. fantasy football, it's war and war. So I, yeah, everyone was like, "Are you serious? You do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I want the win. Who cares? What's it? What's it matter?" So, but I just wanted to share it. So, um, okay, so let's get into our starts and sits. Will you start or will you sit? I made sure to not forget that drop because I always forget one every episode. So. 
100 <laughs> percent so far oh man it's crazy <laughs> so i want to talk about our starts and sits last week i don't have yours up ian but i do have mine because i want to i want to formally like kind of i don't know kind of like apologize just give me a second guys i'm so sorry i told you to start mike williams and melvin gordon and they both were absolute dog you know what <laughs> so and they played in the same horrible game um i think melvin gordon had less than four points i think it was mike williams you had him ian so what did he do for you um i don't know if he was at the game was he at the game you know, I, like a catch, maybe. I think someone had his jersey on and they were running yeah. routes, but he great. also had less than four points. So, yeah. <laughs> so those are probably my two worst starts of the year. But my sits were dead accurate. I said sit Dalton Schultz. Wouldn't you know he didn't even play? Uh, and I don't say that to like – I don't expect them to not play. I'm telling you to send him anyway because it was the Eagles defense. And then also Clyde edwards Tiller. He did absolutely nothing either. He had less than, I think, four four or five points. So um, I was totally right on that. So I'm taking my credits where I can. But, yeah, sorry about the Melvin Gordon and Mike Williams thing, guys. Um, you know, That's all right. Well, I had uh, I, I, Geno Smith last week. He didn't play bad, but he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. He was all right. He got me like 13. Um, so. so, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great star pick there. But uh, reminder, Stevenson, I think he might have won some people some matchups this past yeah, week. Yeah, he did really good. So Yeah, dude. Uh, as far as sits go, uh, Christian Kirk uh, was, I think, hanging out with Mike Williams at the bar or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he did score a touchdown, which saved his day. But, yes, yeah. the, the regular yeah. yards and catches were not there. Right, right. And then I went with uh, Najee Harris as well, who didn't have a great game. I think he had like, like 12 points, something like that. So nothing fantastic, but uh, not what you normally would, would want from him. Correct. All right. Um, but, yeah, why don't you go ahead and start us into your first start this week. Yeah, so this week, I just want to call it Kenneth Walker the third running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, if he's on your roster, um, don't hesitate to play him again this week. I don't think last week was any fluke. Um, they're going up against the Chargers this week. Uh, the Chargers are the second worst versus running backs. They're allowing 22.9 fantasy points a game. Uh, if it's anything like last week, Kenneth Walker is going to get the lion's share of the carries. I'll take 22.9 points a game from my running back anytime. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it looks going to be a higher-scoring game, so there's going to be some touchdowns uh, scored here. Uh, so if you're hesitating, which, do I start Kenneth Walker again or not, do it. Yeah, he looks really great. Um, yeah. He he definitely – I was I literally watched every snap. I, I'll, I, like, if there's a player I'm intrigued by or I'm trying to trade for them or I have them and I'm just trying to see if I want to start them, I'll go on YouTube and type in, like, Kenneth Walker highlights every snap. And literally someone posts – even if he do, even if it's not a highlight, if it's a low light, he was targeted, anything, I'll watch it. Because I want to see the quality of his runs. Was it just all on one chunk play, stuff like that? He looked good, man. There are obviously plays where he doesn't get, you know, but a couple yards or no yards. But for the majority of it, I felt like that offensive line did a really good job. So I, I feel confident. I have him in my Yahoo League. Uh, I, I'm starting him, man. He is a, a plug-and-play every week for me right now so i definitely would recommend that along with you so my first start is going to be none other than brian robinson from the commanders i stashed him all year he came back uh two weeks ago and didn't do much it was just his first game back 
This recent week, he had 17 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. The the touchdown was off of like they I think they punted it to who did the Commanders play this week? I think it was their third. Oh, Chicago. They played the Bears on on Thursday night. They punted it to Chicago. Chicago muffed it. So they gave the ball up and the Commanders had it right next to the goal line and they gave it to him and he and he scored. So if he didn't do that, we're having a different conversation. However, what I'm talking about is he gets the volume. He is clearly the number one back. They believe in him. They also play Green Bay, who, yeah, they might have a good defense. However, they probably have a better pass defense than a run defense. Reason being, Brees Hall just had 20 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown against them. Even Michael Carter for the Jets just had six carries for 41 yards in the same game. So they're not good against the run, Ian. I would start him just because of the volume. The commanders don't believe in Antonio Gibson. I think Brian Robinson is definitely a strong flex play this week. Uh, And they're at home. So for whatever that's worth, it's just a one o'clock game on Sunday. But um, yeah, man, I would start Brian Robinson. No, I agree, man. I don't know what the deal is with Antonio Gibson. He's done nothing but put up production for the commanders. Maybe they need to trade him or something like that. But, hey, it is what it is. Brad Robinson's the guy there. And, um, yeah, good pick. For sure. So for my uh, next start, I'm going to go with uh, Gerald Everett, tight end for the Chargers in the same game as my other start against the Seahawks. So if you need help at tight end, if you have a Dalton Schultz problem, uh, if if you can manage to uh, scoop up Gerald Everett, I don't think he's wildly available, but – uh, you know, just the opposite. Seahawks are by far the worst against the tight end. Uh, they're giving up 6.5 fantasy points per game more than the second worst team against tight ends. Wow. So it's not even close. You're playing the Seahawks. You want to look at who's that tight end, right? Right. Um, he's had six or more targets for the last five weeks. So he's involved in the offense. Um, and it's again, like I said, previously mentioned, it's a high over under game. 51 points is what it's calling for right now. So there's going to be a lot of points to be had in this game. Uh, would not be surprised if he scored some of those as well. If you need a tight end, if you can get your hands on uh, Gerald Everett, get him in your lineup. How to do that? Good info because I'm looking at our waiver wire <laughs> and I don't see him though. Do you? Ha- you probably got him, didn't you? No, I don't have him. He's, uh, he's somewhere. I don't okay, know where I'll figure it out. There's other uh, options, but I've, I've got Mark Andrews. I'm good. Oh, yeah, of course you do. You don't want Cole Komet? You, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, my second start is going to be none other than Mr. Tony Pollard for the Dallas Cowboys. He plays, like we said, Detroit. Now, we don't need to go into how bad Detroit's defense is because it's only historically bad, like legitimately historically bad. But it's a great matchup for him. He got just as much run as Zeke did last week against the Eagles this recent week. Um, Zeke had a touchdown run, which like kind of saved his day. It wasn't like an amazing touchdown run. He just scored. Um, but if he didn't do that, Tony Pollard definitely outscores him in fantasy. If he already didn't, I guess I didn't really look at the numbers, but you can tell Tony Pollard is the better back. He is definitely the speed guy. He can get in space. I think that that is the better running back to play against the Lions because they they can be physical, but I don't know if they can be fast. And Tony Pollard is way faster than Zeke is. So I would 100% play him, especially since if Dak plays or if he doesn't play, CeeDee Lamb is hit or miss. He is wishy-washy every week on if he's going to perform or not. And 
he's really their only true option at wide receiver. So the the Lions will definitely focus on him, probably play corner and safety inside out, make sure he's got coverage everywhere. And if Dalton Schultz doesn't play, who else are they going to have? They're going to have to rely on the run game. So I guarantee you, Tony Pollard, I, if I had a guarantee button, Ian, I'd smack it. I am – you can book it. He's going to outscore his, his uh, projection. So pencil it in. I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I'm just guaranteeing it. So <laughs> Just pencil it in. Just okay. pencil it in, man. Send it in. <laughs> I got you. Tell the Lions they got nothing to worry about. It's just going to happen. So, But, yeah, definitely start Tony Pollard. All right, man. Uh, so my first uh, sit of the week is going to be uh, – well, I, I did this once before. We're doing it again this week. Uh, Jets pass catchers. I know I have to pick one. <laughs> so since Garrett Wilson is the most wildly wildly uh, on rosters right now, we're going to go with Garrett Wilson for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys, the Jets have been playing well this year. But, uh, gosh, the last couple of weeks they haven't been passing. Uh, Zach Wilson completed 14 passes a couple weeks ago and 10 passes this past week. So you got the likes of Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Tyler Conklin, uh, Elijah Moore splitting up 10 pass completions. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, Also, they play the Broncos this week. The Broncos have the number one pass defense in the league. It's projected to score 39.5 points. So, yeah, I want no part of this whatsoever. Uh, The Jets may win the game on the ground. But I'm I'm good, man. I if 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 I have any of those pass catchers on the Jets right now, I'm not playing them this week. No way, no how, unless I have no other choice. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think so. So obviously, you don't want to play any Broncos in general. But you also don't, you'd also lean towards not playing anybody against the Broncos. From what we've seen, they're a great defense. So, hundred percent agree with that one. Just just let it go don't play him so and i can't believe that i didn't know zach wilson only attempted that many passes like i he's got a good arm maybe it's just their game plan they just want to run it more Brees hall has been great so i mean that's probably it if you can effectively run the ball why would you pass it more than you need to so uh, right and the the jets are winning without zach wilson doing a whole lot so it's just game managing is what it seems to be the last couple weeks dude against that kind of a defense new york new york teams man they're doing it they have a five and one giants team and a four and two jets team or a three and three jets team i think it's three and three but they are looking good and you we thought that they were in like a rebuild stage like the lions but apparently only the lions think that way so but they're looking good man so right speaking of uh new york teams my first sit plays one of them and that would be james robinson against the giants the giants like i just said are five and one they have a stellar defense they just beat the Ravens, which is insane to me. I would have never guessed that. Uh, call it like you could say the Ravens are just bad so far or the Giants are surprisingly good. I'm going to say that's their defense that's really stepping up. James Robinson started strong. He hasn't done much as of late. Travis Etienne's been picking up some of the slack. They also just had this random running back who I don't even know the name of uh, ran for a long touchdown against Indy. Uh, so of course everyone who owns James Robinson was probably sick to their stomach after seeing that, but he's got to show me he can do it, man. He's not been consistent. I'm sitting him against this good giants team. I'm going to wait. Got you. The jets, by the way, are four and two. 
Exactly. Season ended, if the season ends today, they'd be in the playoffs. Wow. <laughs> if only. <laughs> All right. My next hit is uh, David Montgomery. Running back for the Bears against the Patriots. Wow, you're sitting a Bears player. <laughs> Surprising. Look, they make it easy on me. No, but I have uh, different reasons than the usual. They don't throw the ball stuff this week. Yeah. Um, and you may not be able to sit David Montgomery. Like, I get, like, where he was drafted, you might not have another option. But if you do, hear me out. The Patriots, if, if you follow football at all, one of um, uh, Belichick's strategies is to take away your number one option. That's why the page, one of the reasons why the Patriots are so good. Right, so he's playing against some player, outstanding player. He's gonna just make them not an option, right? Well, if you think about the Bears, they run the ball a lot. He's gonna take to me. I feel like Belichick will likely take away the number one option, which is David Montgomery, and make Justin Fields beat him. Um, so I also couple that with the fact that New England has a really good uh, run D. They're fourth best in the league. Uh, and they're 7.5-point uh, favorite as well. Bears might be playing from behind throughout this game, which ha- you know, which for most teams would mean they would pass the ball more. Um, you never know with the Bears. They might just keep running it for you know 1.5 yards to carry anyways. Um, but, yeah, I just don't see a good outcome this week for M- Mr. Montgomery. Um, if you have an option, I might pivot. Yeah, I actually watched the Bears and Commanders game on Thursday, and the Bears lost, of course. And if you watch the final drive, Justin Fields was on his back a lot. He was getting hit when he wasn't running for his life. He is their best run. Justin Fields is their best player. He's also their best runner by far. That dude is designed for like play action, bootleg, run it out if you can't get the the pass. But he also can't pass accurately. So I'm really just not looking forward to playing any Bears any week, but uh new england also has one of the top defenses like you said so yeah i would definitely sit him not a good week i'm only legitimately going to play bears players when they play the lions that's all i ever want to do so, <laughs> right makes sense yeah start of the week so, cole Komet. cole Komet. <laughs> he'll probably go off for 30 against us so who knows um all right moving on so my last sit of the week is melvin gordon against the other new york team the jets now, as you heard earlier, the Denver Broncos signed a practice squad player uh, who did better than Melvin Gordon. And his name is John Cena. No, I'm just kidding. It's not John what Cena. <laughs> it's not John Cena. But they got it cool though. I know. <laughs> I guarantee you, John Cena gets more run than Melvin Gordon anyway. So, uh, no, it was Latavius Murray. So Latavius Murray and some other dude. Um, outpaced melvin gordon that does not bode well for his fantasy outlook melvin gordon was on the sideline three quarters of the game uh i don't know if he fumbled i thought i read that he might have fumbled and if he did then that's definitely why i'm actually looking that up right now um because the I don't it's, believe he fumbled i think he's just fumbled a lot this year maybe uh and, i think i heard he had that he had of, six fumbles. yeah, yeah. a lot of cool angry uh memes as well He's not like doing himself any favors and he's got talent, but if you can't hang on to the ball or be reliable, you're not going to play at all. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not playing him. The jets have one of the better defenses in the league. They just held Aaron Jones from green Bay to nine carries for only 19 yards. 
Yes, he did a little bit more in the past game, though. However, that's not Melvin Gordon's style of play. Melvin Gordon is not a receiving back. He's barely even a running back at this point. He can't get on the field. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't play him at all. Sit him if you can. I He burned us last week. I said he was a start. That was stupid, apparently. Um, and if Denver doesn't trust him enough to play him in a close ball game that's low scoring and they need to control the clock by running it, then I'm not trusting him on my starting lineup. There's no way. If he continues to do this, then I'm going to start talking about other options and possibly dropping him. I don't own him in any leagues. Um, you, do you, you don't own him, right, Ian? You said you traded him away, right, to Dylan? I have him in a league or two, but yeah, I traded him for Rashad Penny. So oh, right, yeah, that was the that was well, the lose well, lose. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, glad you got out of that. So, but yeah, I'm I'm just telling you guys, do not sit, do not start him. I'm sorry. And if you see someone on waivers that is remotely getting more run than him, like a Brian Robinson, um, someone like that, I guess, even a David Montgomery, I'd play David Montgomery over Melvin Gordon at this point right now, which is really tough to say. So. Yeah. Just because you know he's going to get volume. Khalil Herbert also for the Bears. He had a really big run last week. So I'm just saying, if it continues, he's off my roster if I have him. So you guys should also kind of consider that. But but that's going to be uh, my last start of the week. Uh, I also had – I forgot what I was going to talk about. There was, other, there was one other thing with the – Man, I, I lost it. I don't know what it was going to be, but I had one more thing to follow up with Melvin Gordon, but I just I completely lost it. So it's okay. It, it's not important. But leave leave the man alone. He's 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 dull. I know. I'm I'm ripping on him like he's Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> speaking of Daniel Jones, oh, I know what it was going to be. So, guys, ladies and gentlemen, if you have Cam Akers, public service announcement: Cam Akers is probably not ever going to play for the Rams again. Ian, did you see this news that he is actively being tra- uh, shopped for a trade? Yeah, I'm curious to find out what 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 happened. Um, you know what's going on. Like, did he upset someone? Like, well, like what's what's behind all this? Um, and then you know I'd hold on to him to see where he lands, see if he's a starting running back wherever he goes. Um, but yeah. yeah, stay tuned. I guess you were trying to trade me for him. You have Daryl Henderson. You were trying to trade me for him, and I traded him away to Dylan. And I yeah. I was just already I was just frustrated because he wasn't getting. He was when he would get touches, he wouldn't get enough yards or touchdowns to to supplement that, to even remotely think about starting him. So I was like, I'm out of the Cam Akers business. Then the news came out, so I'm ultra glad that I traded him. But if he goes to a team that really needs a running back, and they have a great if if they have a great offensive line, this could turn his fantasy outlook around really fast, guys. So if you do have him. Hang on to him at least for a week or two if you can. Maybe we'll see what happens. The trade deadline is not that far away in the you know for the real NFL. Um, so why don't we just see where the news goes? We'll try to keep you updated. Obviously, we're once a week, so we'll do what we can. But keep your eyes and ears peeled. You know if you yeah, can even I mean, do that. So ends up on a team like the Broncos where he could just walk in and start. Uh, like a- Honestly, be, uh, I didn't think company. that Broncos could use him. They just, I mean, when you got to have Latavius Murray as your starter, what are you even doing? Um, so right. yeah, the Ravens, I think would be looking at him too. Cause who knows what's going on there. I mean, there's some teams that, that might be interested. 
for sure. B- Buffalo, Buffalo could use him as a backup to Devin Singletary. Um, I mean, they have Zach Moss and James Cook, but shoot, man, why not? If you got an offensive line, see what he can do. I'm sure he's not expensive to get. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, any closing remarks? I think we kind of covered everything. Unless you got anything else to go over. No, I'm good, man. Just uh, good luck to everyone on waivers tonight. Hope you do well, and good luck in your matchup this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, why don't we – speaking of matchups, okay, real <laughs> quick. Yeah, why don't we talk about our matchups? I'm like, we're forgetting something, so. <laughs> You're All right. good, man. Let's, let's look at that really quick. Um, so I already have the matchups pulled up. Okay, so we'll talk about yours first. Uh, you okay. play Daniel. Now, I, I know you're on a five-game win streak, but Daniel is also on a two-game win streak. So be careful. He's coming in hot. So what are you thinking? Uh, well, I uh, had a, you know, Jalen Hurts is on by this week, as is Stefan Diggs. Uh, but I have known this is coming, so I picked up Dak off of waivers. Do you plan on starting him against the Lions this week, against my previous advice? <laughs> the schedule is just too good, man. I got to do it. Um, you know, got Robert Woods for this week as well. So I've seen this one coming. Um, you know, I like Daniel's team. I like the S. Kenneth Walker on it. Um, you know, he's got some good players, but I think, I think I'm going to take this one too. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, your, your team is like my dad's team. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you're going to lose every week because your roster is pretty loaded. However, you are playing Cortland Sutton this week and he will probably be shadowed by sauce Gardner. We already know Cortland Sutton is not very beneficial to a roster right now because he's got Russell Wilson. So are you thinking you're going to start Cortland Sutton or are you going to go the Johan Dotson route or what are you thinking? Nope. Cortland Sutton, uh, absolutely is locked in my lineup. He's had, uh, 11 plus fantasy points every week to put this past one, just a down week. Um, he is the wide receiver, 18, a little lower than I thought for the year. Uh, but he's averaging 13.4 points for the year. He's a number one target there. Um, I know we've talked a lot of smack about the Broncos this episode, uh, but he is going to be playing for me this week. I'm glad that's your problem and not mine. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah, but I'm going to say that you're taking it. You're projected to win by 11 points, but um, yeah, I think you'll be all right. So uh, next one, we'll take a look at mine. I'm playing Austin. Austin is four and two this year so far off to a strong start uh not trying to bury him but normally <laughs> he does not start that way so um but yeah I'm looking at uh running it down I have to get a tight end if Dalton Schultz does not play I need another tight end so I'll be looking there um but apart from that he man this is a tough one he's got Brees Hall at Denver Debo against Kansas City Kyle Pitts Darnell Mooney Honestly, I I am confident. I'm actually really confident because okay. Geno's playing the Chargers. That could be a high-scoring game. Should Joe be, Mixon yeah. Joe Mixon's at home against Atlanta. Leonard Fournette's playing Carolina. I'll still have Christian Kirk. He's going to get targets. I, Keenan Allen should be back this week. I'm praying that that's true. And then, uh, honestly, the only thing I'm worried about is my flex. I either have to start Travis Etienne against the giants or actually i'll probably throw brian robinson in there i'm not even lying against green bay yeah i'm gonna do that so what do you think it's only the start of the week i mean i think you got you right yeah man i gotta i have to um gosh this one could go either way man i like kamara and Brees hall this week um and debo i think debo is gonna do some work this week too against kansas city um i think you'll win but i think it's gonna be close well austin if you listen to this good luck um, but hopefully you lose. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're going to look at the next one. We're going to go over a heartbreak story, guys. 
Mr. Van Spinney is playing Don. Now, Van started 2-0, and he has lost four straight. He has lost four straight to teams that all got their first win against him, if I'm not mistaken. Other than the last week, he played my dad. Um, so I know he's not happy. But uh, looking at this matchup, Ian, what are your thoughts on this? He's playing Don, and he's projected to win by 21 so far. Yep, and I think that's going to be the case. Uh, I'm going to take Van on this one. I think uh, Justin Herbert has a bounce back week this week. Saquon Barkley's on his on his squad. Gerald Everett, one of my starts of the week, is there as well. I mean, um, CMC. Um, yeah, I I just uh, it's pretty clear to me. I think Van's taking this one. Yeah, Van. I'm gonna or Ian. I'm gonna agree with you on this. Van, you're taking the win. Um, I think I've picked Van more times than not, and he hasn't won. I think this <laughs> is that time that that me telling him he's going to win is finally true because he also has Jalen Waddle. Waddle hasn't done much while Tua has been out. Tua should be back this week and they're playing Pittsburgh at my, in Miami Sunday night game. Hopefully Tua's back and okay. And if he is, that's a huge upgrade for Waddle. Now Don does have CD lamb against Detroit Drake London at Cincinnati. I just don't think that um, he's going to be, getting enough points from everybody. Patrick Mahomes is playing San Francisco and San Francisco's at home. And I just think that their defense is going to be able to hold Mahomes in check. So Van, I'm taking you on this one. Next one we're going to go over is Chris versus my dad. Why don't you run that one down for us? Yeah, I'm going to have to call for the, we might be considered an upset. I'm going to call for Chris on this one. Uh, well, your dad is going to be the victim of bye weeks this week. He's got he Josh is. Allen out. He's got Justin Jefferson out. I think that Kelsey is going to be slowed down by the 49ers defense a little bit um, and not have his usual, you know, like 30-some points he, get, he usually gets. Um, you know, Reminder Stevenson might be a little bit, you know, have the explosive week he had uh, last week either. Um, and then you look at Chris's roster. He's got, um, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor likely coming back. Andre Swift likely coming back. Uh, St. Brown likely coming back. Your start of the week, uh, Tony Pollard sitting there too. So if he makes the right roster moves, um, I, I can see him taking this one, man. I really can. Yeah, I am actually going to. Oh, it's tough. I haven't picked my dad to lose once. Here's the thing: my dad does not have a backup quarterback, so he's going to have to play waivers for that. Um, and that's that's a pretty big drop from Josh Allen to a waiver one. So and what from all the reasons you said. I am going to take Chris. I think Chris is going to take it in an upset. Um, the only thing I would say is the Marquise Brown thing is really going to hurt him going forward. I tried to trade for him, and I'm really glad that I didn't get him because Marquise Brown is such a stud, but obviously he's not going to get any points uh, injured. So as long as Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre and, uh, Swift are back and Amon Ross St. Brown and Tony Pollard, he's got, <laughs> he's got them all. Dude, yeah. Chris, get her done. Uh, and then last one, man, it's going to be Cameron against Dylan. Why don't you go it ahead is. and run us down? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, take this one. I've got to go, uh, got to go with Cameron on this one. Um, I think Devontae Adams has a big bounce back week. I think, uh, you know, Kyler Murray is on his team. He's got Zach Ertz as well. I, you know, um, not too thrilled with the San Francisco defense. Well, San Francisco defense might be pretty good. They've been one of the top defenses this year, so I won't get too locked in on, on who's starting what defense. But if you look at Dylan's team, he's dealing with you know Russell, Russell Wilson problem, or Clyde edwards helaire problem. Um, you know, just a lot of players that aren't performing right now. Um, so I wish him well, but uh, I think it's going to be Cam's week this week. 
I think I'm actually going to disagree with you and go Dylan because yes, Russell Wilson has a is a problem, but Nick Chubb historically does really well against uh, at least I think he historically does really well against Baltimore. But Baltimore is not a great defense. Nick Chubb is really great. Jamar Chase apparently finally is is in the groove, uh, and then I traded him Tyler Lockett and he's at the Chargers. I'm sure Derwin James, the Pro Bowl safety for the Chargers, is going to be on the same side of the field as DK Metcalf. So Tyler Lockett, I looked to have a good game. He's also got George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, both for San Francisco, both playing Kansas City. I think that'll be a shootout, not a good running game, but a pass passing game, and this is PPR, so that's important. Uh, and then lastly, kind of a sneaky play, I'm sure. I think Denver's defense is going to be a decent play against the Jets. Um, so I think that Dylan takes this one. This is a battle of the three and three teams. So Dylan, you're going four and three. All and right, that, that's going to do it for our rundown guys. But yeah, um, basically we all want to say thank you again. Um, we real quick, last tidbit, we are two plays away from 300. That is insane. So again, thank you all for the support, a play for us. Like if you listen to the same episode five times, it doesn't count for five times. It counts for one. So we've had 300 separate plays from different devices and different accounts. Um, so Thank you so much to everybody for the support. Um, I know we say that every week, but we truly love doing this for you guys, and we do get feedback. So anything that you guys want us to talk about, let us know. Um, if we need to, to crank something up or, or turn something down, get more excited, get less excited, whatever. If you have recommendations, let us know. Um, we, we really appreciate it. So, But, yeah, um, just wanted to say that really quick. So. Thank you all so much again. Um, and then just remember who the Thursday night game is this week. Who's the Thursday night game, Ian? Real quick while, while we run this out, I forget. Oh, um, man. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. Thursday night is that's your Saints and Cardinals. Okay, Saints and Cardinals. Well, maybe Make we'll sure. actually have a decent game this week. I think uh, Chris Olave is going to be back. No Michael Thomas. No Jarvis Landry. Um, so maybe a retroactive start of the week if you have Olave. Might be a good, good guy to play on Thursday yeah. night. For sure. Make sure you guys set your lineups and don't forget, don't give away free wins. But anyway, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much again. We'll see you next week.